Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast podcast for the week of July 17th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we got a bunch of diving this week. It is uh, San Diego Comic-Con, although it's a little muted this year due to, obviously, the SAG after a WGA strikes. But there's some news coming out of there. And we got some other stuff to dive into later on as well. Uh, I saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, so I'll, t- I'll talk about that later on, along with some other stuff. But let's kick, kick things off with the news. And uh, at the Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem panel, which featured uh, Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman, uh, we got news that the original 1987 animated series is coming to Nickelodeon. They have, they've gotten the rights back. I think there was some sort of issue where uh, the original like distributor, Fred Wolf Studios, had the rights still to the like original animated series. But now Nickelodeon has the rights to those, and they're going to start airing those on Nickelodeon. Also, the other kind of ancillary Nickelodeon channels like Pluto TV and YouTube and some of the other places Nickelodeon owns. Is uh, Paramount Plus able to show it? That's I was I was looking in the I was looking in the article on like Variety and stuff, and the, there's no mention of Paramount Plus, which is weird. You think that would be a big like massive? That'd be a huge boost to Paramount Plus if they got the original Tur- the Turtles series out there yeah that would make more sense to be there but i know like pluto tv already has like a turtles um i think it's like turtles forever or like turtles power like 24 7 channel so Mm -hmm. now these now the original episodes will start airing on on that like showing up on that channel and then like the official like turtles youtube channel can start airing these old the, the original episodes again and all it's it's all it's all 193 episodes of the original Turtles cartoons are part of this deal. So, I mean, I can finally finish the series. I'm I <laughs> as much as a big fan I was, I stopped watching for the last two season mm-hmm. when they recruit. They had a friend, like a a guy human, that whenever he was like enraged, he would mutate into something, like a mutate into a monster. Okay. Do you remember that? I I don't remember like the, yeah like the last few seasons of I can't remember, I can't remember when I stopped watching the Turtles but like I definitely stopped watching it before it like ah. officially ended. And I stopped yeah me too. Because it, 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 it was it ended, like, cause, yeah it, it ended in 1996 and I was firmly in like Power Rangers mode at, like by that by then like because Power Rangers was or, like started a few years before that so. Oh and plus it was hard to watch reruns of it. I had no idea when any of the turtle shows would be on besides the USA block, the cartoon that's, block. I mean, that's probably where it was, because mo- it wasn't on Saturday mornings anymore. It wasn't on, like, ABC or anything anymore. And it, I mean, unless your, like, local, you know, network syndicated it still, it wasn't airing. I think they did for uh, for WB. WB11 for me I th- growing I think, up. Yeah, I think it just depended on what like what your local station was doing if they were like p- gonna pay for <laughs> the turtles, old turtles episodes there. Yeah, the more I think about how insane it was to like get cartoons and syndicate like, syndicated material onto networks is just an insane negotiation. 
Thank God. I, I think it's a lot easier now for shows to not mm-hmm. do that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's on Nickelodeon. Yeah, it'll be on, yeah, Nickelodeon, Pluto, YouTube. It'll, it's going to be very, very easy to find the original series now if you want to rewatch some of those episodes. And not have to like buy the uh, the crazy box set anymore on DVD or is that is that on Blu-ray? I can't remember if it's on Blu. I think it probably came on Blu-ray as a boy, but I know they had like the Turtle Van like fancy collector's series set like a couple years ago. I remember that. It look it looks just like the miniature one. Mm-hmm. So we also found this week that AMC theaters. I think we talked about. Months ago, they were going to do this crazy plan where they were going to charge you based on where you were sitting in the theater. Like concert seating. Yeah, concert seating. Like if you wanted the premium middle middle section of the theater was going to cost you way more than the front row and then the back row is going to cost a difference than the sides. They're calling it sightline. They're canceling that. Canceling that. That's not going to happen anymore. It's gonna be just normal, <laughs> normal, normal theater seating uh, going forward at AMC. Yeah, it's unfortunate just because someone who I sees movies very frequent, I would rather pay a little bit to get a good view than the random assholes that would go and don't give a shit that they're like dead center and like prime view. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of split because yeah. I also think in in other con- do other countries do theater seating for movie theaters? I don't I don't know. I don't think they do like concert seating style where it's like you pay for the like the position you're in. Huh. And it, they did try this at some pilot theaters. I think some New York City theaters and maybe some other like AMC's around the country and apparently they, they, apparently they found out that people, some people were, like, most people were willing to pay more for premium seats, but no one was willing to pay, like, for the front row, even if it was the cheaper. So, <laughs> the front row still would have been empty, probably, even if they, like, implemented this, like, uh, initiative for, for AMC. I'm also thinking that pilot must have been super terrible for them to decide it's not worth it. Like, did no one go to that one theater then? They said there wasn't enough interest in the idea of offering a range of prices. Well, I get discounting the front row. Because that is, I think, the worst seat. Well, you already, I mean, you already have, I think most theaters do, like, was it before 6 p.m. is matinee? That's... That's that's all the discount you need, I think. Yeah, yeah, but if you're coming into the theater and all you have is the front row and you really need to see that movie, I can see discounting that front row. You know, like, yeah. that should make more sense because at least you'll get seats. Otherwise, I, yeah, no, I, I, dead I, center. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, the front row, I, if it was just the front row, I'd probably just go out and, like, get a refund or try to get a different time for the movie. I would not sit, sit in the front row and watch the movie. The last movie I saw front row and it was just because we got there late and there was no reserved seating was for Power Rangers, the new the oh, movie. 
And it did not make the movie any better. Let me tell you that, by being really close to it. Plus, I think that was right before the local movie theaters in my areas did reserved seating. Mm-hmm. So after that, reserved seating, not a problem. I think the last time I was in basically the front row was maybe like Dark Knight Rises or one that like. Ooh, that's a hard movie in the front row. That's or, or Dark, Dark Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises is one of the, one of those. And it wasn't like front front row, but it was like th- three from the fr- th- three from the screen. It was still not good. Like I, you had to like basically like lay all the way back in your seat to try to crane your neck up to see the screen. So. I saw Cloverfield like that. Oh my god. That was a let's go to friendlies and load up on terrible fear body sandwiches and mm-hmm. then see Cloverfield a little too close. I don't remember being front row, but I definitely remember being one of the first few rows and it just hurting up my neck. But uh, yes, yeah, so you, when you want to worry about any more AMC, they're just just they're reverting back. They were they were gonna if this had t- taken off, they were gonna implement it by the end of this year. But I was not gonna do it anymore. It's the pilot pilot program's canceled. We're back to you know just normal AMC prices, whatever whatever that might be at your local AMC. So other news, um, Adult Swim is getting a new anime series. Uh, called Lazarus, and it's from uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, who uh, is probably best known for Cowboy Bebop, along with uh, Samurai Champloo in Kids on the Slope. And it's also going to feature uh, Chad Stahelski, the director of the John Wick movies, is going to be designing the action sequences of the show. So it's basically going to be Cowboy Bebop with John Wick action sequences in it. And also, like Japanese jazz musicians and DJs are gonna provide like 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 a mix of a jazz electronic score. I guess I guess probably like reminiscent of a Cowboy Bebop score. Hmm. And we're gonna find out more on Saturday. There's gonna be a panel for it at Comic Con. So probably by the time you're hearing this. There's probably more information out there. I mean, maybe next week, if, if there's like a trailer or something next week, we'll probably talk about more next week. But there's a like Saturday early evening panel for the show at Comic-Con. And it's 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 set in 2052. It's about a Nobel, winning, Nobel Prize winning neuroscientist who develops a drug called Hapuna. It, it that basically cures everything, but then it has a side effect that it causes death three years later if you take it. That's what the Lazarus thing is. That seems and like a. And there's some sort of like there's some sort of like special task force that's like assembled. I guess because like maybe like maybe this the guy who developed this drug is like knew it was gonna kill people and like put it out there like malevolently and then like there's like this team is like assembled like to uh, try to stop him. I thought it was something where. The... They can bring people back from the dead or something. Yeah, yeah, it's more like a. I knew it's not gonna be like spiritual cowboy bebop. I already put that idea out of my head because even the follow-up shows, they always want to make sure that their next thing is different from the last thing. However, music is incorporated. It is very important to the enjoyment of 
the story, the visuals, uh, even the voice acting. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, the one problem I can see is that uh, if they try to imitate the, the like bebop style by just saying, yeah, let's go back to that again. And like, have you watched the original Be- Cowboy Bebop anime yet? Some. I've, I've, I've seen like the first couple episodes of it. It takes a, a little bit to get into it. It's definitely a cult fo- following with it. Like by this, st- it, it, it's popular. You just got to give it more time. And mm-hmm. in the right lens, it's very um, like it's multiple visits to enjoy the show as the whole. But uh, my my problem again is that. Basically, people are putting on a pedestal really soon without knowing what the limitations are because we only know the director or or is it the original Cowboy Bebop director, right? Yes. But I think it's a whole like ensemble that really brings that that together. So it's like it's cool that they are working, but no one saw Big O, which was I think the first project that uh, Adult Swim or Cartoon Network like commissioned and said, please make us a fun mech robot in a style of anime, and they're like, okay, but we're gonna have budget cuts. And that was, that's still, like, terribly underrated. Big O. Mm-hmm. It was done by some of the veterans that did Batman the Animated TV show, or the animated series. Was it, was Bruce Tim on that, or? No. No. No, it was the, just the... Like... No, no, it was just the um, no, I think like the animation team or like yeah, yeah, like the the like Asian slave shop side. <laughs> okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, Paul Dini and and uh, Bruce Tim, they did the character draft, but then when it came time to animate, they sent it off to Japan. Well, t- the first season t- is t- that TMS. Way. I think TMS was like the like the, one of the the main like maybe the main series studios, right? So one of them, like they'll they'll all set up the leaders of like what you the the animation is, but then between filler work and then the background and stuff like that, like they'll send to someone else to do. Yeah, because you, you could you could definitely tell for um like Batman the Animated Series, like you could tell some of the episodes were like, oh, this is TMS, this is like top tier <laughs> animation, then some of the episodes were like, oh, this is uh, the B team or the C team. Yep. So it varies. Like animation's a cruel, cruel mistress. Um, I was thinking. I thought the same team also made. Uh, God, what's that show on? It was on Netflix. That anime about the black samurai. Oh, uh, Yasuke, I think maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Yasuke. I thought that was the same animation studio. And Yusuke got. Buried. I remember that was like a very popular. Hey, this is cool. This would be a great anime. Blah blah blah. And then it came out, and then no one said anything. I think they're still trying to do a live action version of it, either like a movie or TV, like a TV series. I hope they do. I hope because it's a really interesting story. The only problem is that the anime is this like I don't know crazy, crazy fantasy version that 
it's the first episode seems like it'd be normal, and then it just spins out of control, and then it doesn't stop. Well, because it's supposed to be based on like historical, like, like, yeah, historical, historical like it actually happened, and then but yeah. <laughs> no, but like it's supposed to be like years later, and then it's sort of like in this fantasy world of Japan, and then they introduce this crazy concept about like magical people and stuff. Like at the end, you're like, there's just no time. Like, what is? Why are they bring this back up again? Mm-hmm. And then it's over, and then you're just left with a lot of questions. <laughs> And I don't think it did too well enough where there's a season two. No, they, I, I think it might have been one of those one-and-done Netflix shows. Either way, like, I'm excited for more anime. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll hear more uh, Saturday, if, if you're hearing this. Uh, I mean, if you're hearing this, you might, you probably already, you might already know <laughs> more info. And then if there's anything major, like if there's a trailer or like more like if there's like you know first look or any sort of thing, I'm sure we'll talk about next week. <laughs> but uh, we are gonna yeah, there's more details coming imminently here <laughs> at Comic Con. So speaking of Asian action stuff, um, we also found out this week Netflix is getting a new movie from Indonesian director uh, Timo uh, Jijanto, who brought us. The night comes for us, and also the big four. And he's he's got a new a new Netflix exclusive movie called The Shadow Strays, which is going to be a big ensemble action movie. Um, I I don't think a lot, not a lot of people that I think were like you know American audiences are familiar with, but a lot of like Malaysian and Indonesian actors who are up and coming, like young Indonesian actors. I, well, I mean. But I mean, the night, no, but I mean, if it's even like half as good as like the night comes for us, it's going to be incredible because that, that's like such an just insane action movie, like one of the best action movies like the last couple of years. What happened the night comes for us? It's uh, what's his name? I, I look up. The, oh, Joe, Joe Taslim. From like the raid and Mortal Kombat, and then away, oh. and then I think Joe Teslam is like a former, he's like an assassin or like a former assassin, and or he's like a some sort of like trident enforcer, and he's trying to get out, and then they're like, no, you you can't leave, and then they send Iku away to, to like try to kill him. Oh, this is a Netflix joint. Okay. Yeah, and like the final fight between Joe Teslam and Iku away is like one of the craziest fights he's ever. <laughs> It's just like they're hitting each other with like boards with nails in them and like using like hard like nail guns and but also like crazy martial arts. It's it's insane. If you have not seen that yet, like go go watch that right now on Netflix. It's it's definitely one of the best like Netflix original movies they've, they've had. I gotcha. Yeah, this is definitely something I'm interested in watching. I it's 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 on the level of the raid. Like if you like if you like the raid, like you're gonna love Night It Comes for Us. And I haven't seen I haven't seen the Big Four yet, but that's this other that I think that came out this year on Netflix. That's I think it's more of like an action comedy. It's like this like team of mercenaries, like it's sort of like Expendables, where they're like it's like this team that, like is on a mission. And I think he's made some other movies that haven't like come to the U.S. or like um are are like aren't on Netflix, but like got maybe like. A, 
the very release. He made a movie called like "May the Devil Take You." But just just based on that comes that comes for us, like I'm I'm excited for whatever he's doing. <laughs> and uh, no release date on it on that yet, but it's coming uh, apparently sometime soon to Netflix. And speaking of Netflix, uh, they also canceled their Master of the Universe live action movie, that, which they've been working on for seemingly years, and they spent. Uh, Apparently, people are saying up to $30 million already on it, and they just, but it's not going to happen anymore. So that's a pretty huge sugar change that it's just getting flushed out of the toilet. That is weird. Like, why did they spend that much money at that point? They were, I guess, apparently they were trying to hold on. To, it was like development costs, um, and then trying to hold on to like like the the stars that were going to star in it, and also the directors. Because they had Adam and Aaron Nee, who directed The Lost City the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie we're going to direct this movie and then uh, Kyle Allen was going to star as He-Man and uh, yeah and then, uh, I, think, I think it's been through like a couple of iterations because like, I, I thought at one point like like Noah Centineo was going to like star as He-Man but I think it, that might have been when it was going to be like an actual like theatrical like Sony movie or something mm-hmm. and like John like John M. Chu was going to direct it and then McGee was going to direct it and then this new version was gonna be a net like Netflix original movie, and they've been working on it since like 2019, I think, because they, they got the rights in 2019 for Best of the Universe. That's why they, we got like a, like those other we got the the two animated series on Netflix that are Best of the Universe. But uh, yeah, we are not getting we are not getting a live action Best <laughs> of the Universe movie on Netflix now, so. Yeah, that 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 so- the saga of like trying to like do a new mass universe continues. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, just 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 to have the just the, the just the Dolph Lundgren movie. That's it. That's the only <laughs> mass universe movie we're ever, we ever gonna get. And it's an insanely popular uh, franchise for the time. You know, like it was a f- cultural phenomenon, and it's treated as if it's like. I don't know, like, sort of lower than G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe had TV, like, cartoons, like, one-off cartoons, Mm -hmm. spent, like, weird movies, but still generally regarded. And I think, like, it just never got the nostalgia treatment that it deserved. Well, I think those... um... Like animated series are, are pretty popular on Netflix. Like, I mean, I, oh, but that, that the, fell off the radar. The, I mean, also like controversial because like people like some some people hated the Kevin Smith one, um, and then like the other one was kind of like a weird. It was it was the future, and it, it was like younger He Man. He was like a teenager, I think, or something. That with the other was that the one when he had a ponytail. I think he had a ponytail, and then it was like a like kind of like. They were all flying. It was like flying car. It was like set on attorney, and it was like flying cars and like robot Skeletor and stuff like that. Whoa! I, I only because I remember leading up to the Netflix one, they were trying to rebuild that nostalgia, and it was doing a history of where you should start your He-Man journey, like watching the original cartoon, watching She-Ra, and then. 
not watching Shira for this other part, and then the reboot where I don't Shira is even in it. It's just no, no. There's one version of He-Man where he gets teleported to the future, but it's it's set in the original series. But then there's another He-Man where Skeletor's face melts off like really early. Well, there was, was a follow- one? there was a follow-up. T- if you if you're going back to like the 90s, like I think it was like early 90s after the original series, there was like a follow-up, like the, the New Adventures of He-Man, that which I think is the one you're talking about, where like he was traveling to different planets and it was like more like a Star Wars where he was like in space. It was I think there was a new villain maybe, but Skeletor was still around. No, I think that's the one where uh, He-Man gets asked to like go save another galaxy and they just recruit him. Mm-hmm. I remember because Secret Galaxy did a review of it. The one where he has a ponytail is essentially is the one. Yeah, the new Adventures of He-Man yes, ran that was, from that, the '90s. That was the one where uh, He-Man. It's a follow-up to the original, and yeah. he hangs out with space people and like a transformer, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there was a reboot. There was a like mid, like early 2000s reboot, I think, on Cartoon Network. One was the one where Skeletor gets horrifically like burnt <laughs> and his face melts off. Mm-hmm. That one, I believe, was. I'm trying to look real quick. I think just Masters of the Universe. Wasn't even called He-Man. Oh, it's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Then 2001, there was the. He-Man, Masters of the Universe, just a CGI TV series, which it's still going on. Last last year they released a season three. Mm-hmm. I think people watched that out of spite because they didn't care for the revelations. He-Man revelations, yeah. Revelations. Well, it, it's confusing too because like they have revelations and then they have revolution, and revolution is the more like kid friendly. Like, future, like they're like have laser laser swords and they're flying around in cars stuff. Like, is it? I'm trying to look at it. It's just it's called Revolutions. Oh no! Wait. Oh, that's what. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. It. So Revolution is the sequel is 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 the sequel series to the Kevin Smith. It's like it's basically the second season of like the Kevin Smith one. Ah, oh, okay. So because the first season of Revelation, now we got Revolution. And there was uh, like, and there was news there was news at Comic Con this week that like Keith David's gonna be Hordak on that on that season. Hordak is who again? He he was the one like I think he was introduced in like Shira, oh. but he was like the like basically like they the new big bad is like oh you thought okay, Skeletor was yeah. bad now, now it's Hordak and the Horde like yeah yeah Hordak had a bat face yes. He essentially had the same look as Skeletor, but yeah, I stopped watching around then just because I wasn't a huge He-Man fan. Mm-hmm. Like I knew of He-Man, I watched one or two episodes, not understanding what's going on. But yeah, I just never really got into it. And then He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is the it's it's like a CG it's fully CG. That's that's the Netflix like more. Like it's a t- it's teen He-Man and, and like all all the other heroes are teens and they're they're 
trying to fend it, trying to get from Skeletor. And he's just like discovering his powers. He's just like just trying to discover like the, you know, the, the, the power sword and everything. Yeah, leading up to the Relevations uh, show, the comic of He-Man was cool. It was explaining the Eternia Kings and then the Power Sword and then He-Man's place in this cycle of being heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Then they all let it fall apart by having it just... I don't know. From what I understand, having it be more of a message show than a... Like, girls can be warriors, too. <laughs> all right. Girls get done. Girls get It was a girls get it done show, and that's where I think it started picking apart. Because... It wasn't even it wasn't even the bloodline or anything at that point. It was oh if you if you head run towards the hero's journey, you'll be a hero yourself. But let's ignore the fact that uh He Man's sister or Prince Adam or Princess, whatever her name is, could also be a Shira. Shira. But that was her he, that was her, you know, alternate name. Wasn't she like she had a name. It wasn't Shira. All the time. Well, it was like Princess Endora, because it's, it's, it's Prince Adam and Princess Endora. I think were He-Man and She-Ra, but there's also Tila, who I think Tila was the main character of Revelation after whatever happens in the first episode. Of well, because yeah, Relation, Tila yeah. was gonna was is like oh she she loved Prince Adam but didn't know that he was He-Man, mm-hmm. so she felt betrayed by that. I don't know, it was a big thing. I, I kind of got it. I, I was looking into it and going, all right, this doesn't make sense for like a character arc. It was just this bizarre, uh, uh, like leap in, in character arc. Like they just didn't focus in on the time on explaining things. It was just, okay, this is where I'm at now. I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, either way, yeah, either way. Uh, there, that's sad that there's no He-Man justice yeah, there's, for this. There's a lot, there's, yeah, there's a lot of animated content on Netflix for He-Man currently, but not we're not getting a live-action movie anytime soon. In this day and age where a, bu- a buff guy can't be He-Man, what are we doing? There's got to be a bodybuilder guy who's uh, like, that we can, like, you know, Throw a, like a a fest on, like around the sword. We need we need that we need that sword and sandals like '80s style, like Conan movie to come back. We had the, we had the Jason Momoa Conan, but like that was like the only one, <laughs> like the last what decade. Yeah, off off there of has... pop culture wise, I have no idea when's the last time we had that. Maybe was Immortals before or after. Conan. I think I think it was before. Yeah, I mean that's more like three. I I don't. It's three hundred in that in that sort of genre. I don't know. Uh yeah, it's fantasy. It's got some fantasy. I guess I guess The Witcher is like the new like sword and sandal sort of yeah. sword and sandal kind of thing. But but they're not sword and sandal. That's medieval. Yeah, that's more like Game of. Th- I think Game of Thrones kind of supplanted and like that style supplanted like. But the trial. Okay, so. I'm trying to remember, it, like, there's, like, there's, like, high no, fantasy. No, no, wait, fantasy wait, wait. Too, there's so. a fantasy, it's, it's fantasy. It's, it's, it's sword, yeah. sword and sorcery is fantasy. But there's We're also looking at Fire and Ice. When's the last time we had Fire and Ice as a live yeah. action equivalent? Why, isn't, isn't there a new Fire and Ice coming? Like, aren't they, like, uh, 
Did you fire action or, Yeah. But I think it, it, it tells the Ralph Batch story again. Just they can take its time. And I think just, there's a Red Sonja movie coming up. That's true. See, that, that I think is more sword and sorcery because half the time in those adventures, they're traveling. And when you're traveling, you're just coming across sand. So you're wearing sandals and whatnot. Yeah, and it, it, it's also what, like, I think I think Conan is low fantasy. Like, because there's, there's high fantasy and low fantasy, and I think Conan is, like, the low fantasy is more like the, like, uh, like, grounded, like, Conan style. And high fantasy is, like, elves, like, Lord of the Rings style. I'm surprised there's no elves in Conan. How, how is that, like, not a thing? No, Conan is, most of it is, like, I think, well, there's, like, snake men and stuff. But it's mostly just, like, barbarians and other humans. And they're, like, they're, like, different tribes of people. It's mostly people. Oh, yeah, it's mostly, magic it's mostly people. And like yeah, and then one or two people that and... discover things. Yeah, that makes more sense. But I get low fantasy. It's, there's no elves. There's no crazy beings. It's more cults. And then you could say it's before modern technology. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the 80s was all about, like, low fantasy. Especially post-Conan, because you had, like, you know, the barbarians. You had, like, all those, like... What was that? Was that series that like readily amused? I was talking about like the something. That it's like there's like a whole like a whole series of them. There's like there's like mul- there was like multiple like knockoff series of like Conan movies. Like the, the Barbarian Brothers were in like one. There's like Beastmaster. I guess was kind of like a, a, a like a Conan knockoff. Yeah, they're just well. That genre died in the eighty, like the nineties. As soon as mm-hmm. Commando showed up, no more sword and sorcery, no more Beastmaster. Deathstalker. That's that's the that's the that's the series. <laughs> well, didn't have like four Deathstalker movies. I it, there was definitely a lot of Deathstalker movies. And I think the first one was trying to be like a straight up Conan movie, but then the rest of them were par- basically a parody of them because they like, got really like goofy and ridiculous. That's a series we should probably revisit one day. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, He Man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, maybe someday we'll we'll get a, a new He Man live action movie. That's that's more faithful to the the series and not just like a back a back alley in Los Angeles like the original movie. What are you talking about? There's a music shop. There's a gymnasium. Mm-hmm. They can work in. They can. There's a Star Wars element. <laughs> the, the, like all all your high fantasy favorites. The the chicken the chicken restaurant. The the one street. <laughs> The band nerd that knows how to play the future synth that, guitar. That one, yeah, the, the, like Gildor, the character who's, who's not in this the cartoon at all, who's, who's like clearly supposed to be Orko, but it, they didn't have Orko in there for some reason. They didn't have the rights. Wow, super weird. Yeah, Canon Films, what are the, what are the, those maniacs. 
But uh, anyway, that's it for news this week. So why don't we jump into show and tell? And Chris, what do you watch over the last week or so here? Uh, so I haven't really watched a lot of movies lately. I've been mm-hmm. watching a lot of anime, uh, okay. surprisingly, just kind of catching up on modern day anime. Uh, did I ever talk about Chainsaw Man? Maybe briefly, I think. Well, I finished the first season. And it, it's good. Um, I remember reading the comic here and there. If I see it, like, I'll read it in the store. Uh, the anime does a good job of just cramming all the volumes into one, like, streamlined story. But you lose out on all these other sub-characters just because they want to focus on really just the main core of the story. So they just remove all the filler. But I didn't realize how much filler um, means to a lot of people, to all the sub-characters. You know, like, it's just like one episode, we'll just dive into this one part. Anyway, back to the main character. But it anime works that way where when it only has like 13 episodes, so they really try to use all that really efficiently. Where in, in the comic, they're just like, let's just keep pumping out, like, arcs and and side stories to fill in pages because there's nothing else to do so it's a show that i think um in order to follow its appreciation like you watch you you watch a show then you read the comic or if you read the comic then you watch a show as like a cliff note version but it's um definitely worth watching just because if you haven't really watched anime you're getting back into it or you go to an anime convention or combo convention and there's just random ass cosplayers you have no idea who they are mm-hmm. and they're dressed like the men in black but anime style like eight out of ten is most likely going to be a character from uh chainsaw man it's a paranormal hunting like unit. It's like a governmental like demon hunting squad. And then they, the latest guy that he brought on is a demon guy who made a deal with like a devil, mm-hmm. or like in this case like a demon, that when um, he pulls a ripcord that's in his chest, he transforms himself into a, a a creature with a chainsaw head and chainsaw arms. And then later on he gets all these like upgrade stuff just because he gets more powerful. But it's just like not. Like, it's one of those animes that it knows it wants to be violent and kind of weird and perverted, and it just goes, yeah, just this is it. Like, we know this section of anime fans, and let's just aim towards that hardcore. Uh, I do like a good violent anime. You know, it, it's, it's definitely not gross over the top, but it's one of those, like, visually, you just let it go nuts, and every episode tries to one-up it. I think I might. I think I might have mentioned this a few episodes, but finishing the season, I'm ready for the next season. Uh, it's it's one of those like they throw a lot at you, and then they throw characters that you start to like, and then they just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 uh I don't know. Like I get why people say the comic book has more time to understand these characters, but because I've watched them like this. It just like, oh wait, what happened to that? It's like, oh yeah, like I, I'm, they're, like some people are mad, you know? They're like, we just they never covered that arc. But I recommend it. The second anime I watch was uh, Jutsu Kensen. Maybe I'm, I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's another anime that is about uh, <laughs> a governmental magic squad, and this time around, instead of hunting demons they hunt like 
sorcery items. I think in in Japanese, Jutsu Kenshin translates to like sorcery fighter or something like that. Uh, but this is about uh, a kid who is a high like a high school kid who stumbles into paranormal things because uh, a group of his classmates discover an artifact of like cursed material and then basically because of this artifact he's able to witness like the like underworld and like magical things so he can see um demons and stuff but there's a whole like ranking system of demons and and whatever he gets possessed by an ancient being so it, it sort of follows like the naruto rules where it's just a guy who's always been an outcast and no friends, and then because he's like embracing his his like outcast nature, he becomes more popular, and it's like the one thing he really wanted, you know, was just to have friends. So it's one of those animes. But the the writing is really good, at least the American dub version, because it straight up is making fun of other animes and other things. It, it there's like tropes that it follows so if you watch a lot of anime you'll notice it but they do this this side character who is basically just every generic mentor character in all these animes that is just doesn't give a fuck you know he he's sort of like um the mature anime viewer that he know, he's kind of aware not like it's a parody haha like you know wearing this sort of anime this style of anime writing but at least the dubbing is good enough where they'll say, like, oh, like, why is this person doing that? And the mentor character's like, just because she's crazy. Like, she's a crazy bitch. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? So, it's funny. Like, it, it's definitely, I could see why more and more, it, it's very popular with older anime fans, too, and also younger ones. But especially when it hits, like, a generational difference between a certain age group. You know, that that makes it more of a phenomenon. I think it's, like, number two anime in, like, Japan and America. You know, just the uh, the following. But just, let me just make sure where people are going to watch this. Because I, I just watched it a bunch of places. Kenshin is... Crunchyroll, yeah, Crunchyroll, definitely. But I think maybe Netflix had it at one point. I, I think it's on... Yeah, Crunchyroll is the main series. Yeah. And then but, there's like there's the movie which is not on like there's like that's like it's a rented like it's not a pay it's not a streaming. Well, the movie is like a prequel to explain the first incident of when these demons came to, like when someone had a recording thing where it's like, "Hey, we can fight these things." Also, Jusum Kenson's on Disney Plus. Like it's weird. I think internationally the distributing rights to other countries is Disney Plus for Jutsu Kenshin. Maybe part of like Star, like because if you're outside yeah. US, like you don't have Hulu, you have Star, and it's part of like Disney Plus. Oh, Jusu Kenshin's also on Netflix sometimes, and then, and then maybe on Hulu. No, just, not on Hulu. Just, just, just watch says it's on Crunchyroll and Funimation now. Mm. Yeah, it jumps around. I think I saw it on one of them, and I didn't watch it, and then it's like it just pops up randomly. Like, because anime rights just are weird. So, I, I recommend it. I definitely, um, 
I like the the crazy like setups to get to the monster fights, and it it deals with a very I mean, from the tone of it, you wouldn't, you just think it wouldn't be that deep, but the message is like, live a crazy life so you have uh, a good death. That's the whole message of the, the TV series, because the main character, his grandfather dies in the first episode, and it's one of those things where he tells him before anything, where it's like, hey, like, don't be like me, like, I didn't have, no one's around me when I'm dying, like, no one cares besides you, but then the grandson, the main hero, says, like, that's not true. Like, I was there. I loved you. Um, you still had a good death. And, like, he sort of signs up to do this crazy shit because of how his fate is happening. Like, the first episode, the reason why I think the main, the reason why the main hero gets the, gets his powers is because he eats uh, this curse artifact, that he absorbs it then he gets, like, partially possessed. So that's why there's, like, this other demonic being in him. And the thing is, as soon as he gets all of the pieces, they, the people he's hanging out with, they have a turn on him. It's like an agreement where he basically gets to live long enough to collect all these parts that are scattered all around Japan so that uh, at the end they can assemble, they can sacrifice him so it's like they can get rid of him in one shot. Because if not, they if they don't, then these pieces like can eventually bring back the demon. So it's it's like messed up because that's like like that's what I'm saying. This is not a show that you should not watch as like a kid just because the idea is that like we're all limited time on this earth and the main character is already like a like a high school kid that understands that like concept fully. And he understood that before he got possessed. So when it just, like, clicked for him, that he's just like, oh, shit, like, this is how I want to go out. Like, I want to fucking fight demons and see what happens. Like, it's like, what? So, yeah, that gets dark real quick. And then after, once you're okay with that message, then it gets back on track again to do zany things. Like, hey, let's go to, like, the arcade. Or, oh, let's let's do a side mission where we just don't really kill anything, but just do B-plot, you know? So, like, no fat on that. Just, I mean, no fat in Chainsaw uh, Man, because it's straight, let's just do everything. But I think Jutsu Kenshin, they do well, the opposite, where it's like, let's take our time and explore the things and build up slightly the world. I think, because also, these animes came out, like, two years ago, so I'm catching up on this. And... Mm-hmm. Watching this back to back, like no, sort of back to back. I can see the fandom that made this. This I can see like where it came from, and that this isn't the typical, uh, like Naruto or DBZ or just trying to be pretty girl or pretty cosplayer anime that is just geared towards selling cart like posters and and cosplay gear. Like this was like, oh, let's try to have like a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess to top it off, um, I watched that Muscles and Mayhem documentary on Netflix about. Oh, I saw, that, I saw that too. I I want to watch the first four episodes. I think. I watched I watched all of it. I mean, is, how many is episodes it, are there? Is it only like five episodes? I think. Okay, so you're like, I'm behind. You're like you're like one away from the end, but. Yeah, I got to the part where they just did the steroid thing, and they said like, oh. 
did Titan ever like it, it's the it's them trying to like say that they were doing steroids and I think like almost all of them are like yeah I did roids and I think like well Nitro is like so super open to like oh yeah fuck, fuck yeah I did roids oh, yeah. like, Nitro was awesome the that yeah. that uh, actor stuntman shot like guy he I want to see him in more things he's very personable he's very yeah he's he's super just like open and honest about like like everything that happened he's like yeah fuck yeah that happened like yeah yeah he's someone i want to hang out with you know like when i was watching that i felt like i was friends with him i was like oh man nitro man i just want to i can get a beer and, and talk about other shit with him also like ice seems super fucking cool too like she's just like super like super chill and awesome ice is rita something right no ice ice she had like the like ice has like the tattoo. Or, I, 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 I confuse ice and lace or like. <laughs> yeah, so like ice is the one with the tattoo that still has an amazing like post career. Like she yeah. more Lori Fetskull. Ray Ray is Zap. Yeah, her and uh, Blaze they they age amazingly well. But yeah, it's 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 super interesting. Like I I love the first episode where you get to see like the super shitty pilot that they oh, shot. I I just I heard I've seen pictures but never saw it, and it's just like where can I see this like terrible so the the equestrian horse like arena that like <laughs> they they barely jet the horses out before they started shooting it, and just like yeah. the terrible events of like uh, I don't jump on a trampoline and try to grab this foam out of before <laughs> like the, and like people are getting slammed into the trampoline oh it's like then, everything was a hazard oh i love it and then even even like the first then like first the first 13 episodes where it was still they're still trying to figure out what the show is going on and they had like the executioners and like bullshit going on and like like and then like that was like that all that all up to like Malibu getting like kicked in the face. That like <laughs> that was like the last episode of like that that run. Like it was like two it was like two chunks like thirteen episodes each for like the first season. Yeah, the, the first season uh, part one, and then he never came back because they said like, oh, if you do if you get another like head injury, you're just dead. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. I never knew that. Basically, he was. I always thought he was there longer. Yeah, it was, it was just for like. The, the original 13 episodes then yeah they brought in like all the other they brought in like laser and everyone else i do admit the second half when it's like the the cast i remember i definitely picked up more interest in watching this mm-hmm. and just so like also like, have you gotten to, like the part where they're, they're on tour or have you not seen that episode yet i think that's what they're just doing next one because that yeah. that sounded just insane of like they went on this like 120 show tour after like the third season i think and that that just it just it's just like pure like debauchery and like steroids and just like everything everything there's like there's like home video footage and then on the bus it's just like wow they were just like non-stop party like crazy <laughs> just like it's like basically a rock and roll show but like a rock and roll tour but them like, just going around like doing like this like american gladiator show and then, then also like they were doing this tour and then they were like it's like we have to perform every single night and like it's not like the show where you had like at least like a maybe like 
a couple days in between shows to like rest. It was just like every night you have to like do like full contact American Gladiator shit. And so they're like they 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 bring in like more gladiators on the tour that they they're like kind of like became like mainstays after that. But it's like like Tower was like got like introduced on on the tour. Did did he come back for the main show? I just yeah, don't he, remember. Yeah, he, he from like nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety four, but like he he joined the show quote unquote on the tour because they're like, hey, you're a bodybuilder, come on, we we need people like these guys are getting like, fucking injured out here we need more gladiators yeah i mean it makes sense that they need a rotating roster to get people breaks because if not like these guys are just gonna basically fall apart and then they were that's why it's like yeah. they needed roids to mm-hmm. maintain the look and, and just to not die and there's a whole craziness about like they weren't getting they didn't get really any of them like merchandising like like cut they didn't cut in they didn't any sort of cut into like the merchandising like their like their contract was terrible like they basically it was like a in perpetuity like this is what you get for the show that's it you don't get any sort there's no no chance of it your like parry getting increased or like no you don't get any ties with the merchandise no <laughs> no publicity like no residuals like like i think i think at one point like they were like like nitro and like ice and them were saying like oh we were making like 500 dollars a show and meanwhile, it was like they're making like the show is making like millions in like toys and games and posters and T-shirts and everything else. Yeah, it, it's a it's crazy because just because merchandising rights aren't part of the deal. Once you sell your like things in, that's it. You know. Once well, you. When, well, the whole thing is like when they signed the contract, they're like they, they had no idea it was gonna be that gigantic. They just that was gonna be like, that's kind, of just, like fun, the kind of small fun. Maybe like it lasts like a, a season or two, and then like it just blew up in like this like global phenomenon. I know it, it's rough because basically you don't know what to do when you're that young, and then you're gonna have greedy ass like business people that are like, yeah, we'll give you a hundred dollars for just this rights right now, and we'll never renegotiate this ever again. Yeah. No, that sucks. And then you'll, you'll get to it too, but like, there's a, uh, I think it's like the last episode or like when, like they get into like, there was basically like a, like a medieval times American Gladiators show in like, I think Las Vegas or, or Orlando. That was like, a Wait, nightly... do, they, I, I think we, we watched a commercial about it, but I don't think, uh, uh, I, we've ever heard of it really. Cause what that the hell was that called? It was, it was just like American Gladiators live, I think, or something. But that that, that that was basically that was like that was like the de- the death of America. That was like all all the gladiators are like yeah. That was basically the, when that happened. That was like we knew like oh it was dead. Like when that when they were doing like a this like cheap dinner show with like fake gladiators. Like we knew that, that that's when you knew it was like this is it's over. Like so it's like a weekly American Gladiators thing staple. I think it was nightly. I think it was like it was like a medieval times. Like you just you just go and have dinner and watch cheap cheap knockoff American gladiators. And I think some of the, some of them did like were did do that for like they were did the, like the dinner show for a little bit, but then all of them were like, but most of them they were like, no, no way, <laughs> like. And they all talk about like we were like 
we were on tour at Madison Square Garden, and then we're gonna be at this like shitty like dinner theater in Orlando. <laughs> Just like the drop, the drop is was too much. I do wish they they didn't they didn't get into it. I I mean not, it's not really a spoiler, but they don't get into like the kids version or like the like like the reboot at all it kind of just when, when the main original series ends is kind of when the documentary kind of wraps things up oh okay i don't i really don't give a crap about the new american gladiators because that one just was like a one season i, I would have liked to hear about like like because i think cause some of them did appear cause they were like coaches on like the kids ver- like gladiators tells it that was the, like the kids version which was like really weird Cause it was like it was all. They had like, <laughs> Can you imagine to... the same sex and drugs attitude just with kids? Just like, all right, kids, like, I'm gonna tell you how to do the gladiator, but first, let me go bang the other coach. Well, I think I, 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 I think Nitro, like some of the like, main gladiators, were, like the coaches, because because the, the kids were obviously weren't going as gladiators. They were, like the gladiators were like coaching them to like on the events. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it, there was a weird. It was all about nutrition. So it was like you gotta climb the food pyramid, <laughs> like you gotta get the, you gotta get like uh one one food group from each each yeah get one item from each food group on the on the pyramid and bring it back down to uh the, the base here. So it was like this like edutainment like and then like Ryan Seacrest was the host of it. What when when did this come out? It was like it was like it was like during like the main show it was like 1994 1996 was like the gladiators 2000 like the kids show really and it was like i think it was it was like a saturday morning or it was like a syndicated like if you bought i think i think if whatever network like whatever like local network bought like gladiators they got like gladiators 2002 with it and so a lot of like local affiliates like area in like early Saturday mornings, like Sundays like on the weekends, it's like before like their main block, like before like before like Kids WB or like Fox Kids like actual started is like oh it's it's, it's like seven a.m. It's Gladiators two thousands on now. But the, but there's not there's there's any uh any talk about that which that that would have been kind of interesting, but it, it it it's really focused on like the main original OG American Gladiator show. But yeah, it's it's super it's super interesting, it's super entertaining. Like all, all the gladiators they talk to are like they're like they're like have like tons of interesting stories and the behind the scenes stuff. And there's like a lot of great like behind the scenes footage, like a lot of like home video footage and stuff you haven't seen before from American Gladiators. So it's definitely if you're a fan of American Gladiators, it's definitely like definitely worth checking out. So uh anything else, Chris? Uh that's it. So, uh, I saw a couple of things besides Muscles of Mayhem. I saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, the longest title of the summer. And another part, like, we're getting a lot of weird, it's like, Part 1s are, like, the big thing this year. Cause Fast X is a Part 1, Across the Spider-Verse is a Part 1. And now we have Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, and yeah, the, the seventh Mission Impossible movie? Um, and I think definitely it's definitely still same, you know, maintains the quality of Mission Possible, especially if you're a fan of like the 
Christopher McQuarrie movies like Rogue Nation and Fallout. This is definitely still on that same level. Um, lo- like just lots of huge stunt set pieces. I'm I'm, I'm sure you've, you've probably seen like the Tom Cruise like jumping his motorcycle off a, off a mountain clip, right, Chris? Oh yeah, like a lot of times now. That that's that's in the movie. It's even crazier. Um, there's like a, there's a scene after he does after he jumps the motorcycle and is like doing like he's like doing like his skydiving thing. He actually is, is like doing dialogue still. So you see like Tom Cruise's face just like like flapping in like the speed of like the skydive. He's still like delivering dialogue, which is like it's just insane what he's doing. And then there's like a huge there's like a huge carcass in Rome, which is also it's kind of weird because like Fast X also had a huge like Rome set piece and like like Dead Reckoning like goes to the same locations as Fast X. It's like the Spanish steps in Rome. They both like do like this, actually almost almost the same kind of gag where it's like a car is like kind of like bouncing down these steps in Rome. So it's kind of like, there's, there's, there's like these weird coincidences between like this and like Fast X and also like it, like Indiana Jones down to say had a big like on top of a train sequence and then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is at the top of the train sequence too. Like a big fight on top of a train. So all these movies are kind of like echoing each other weirdly this summer. Uh, now, is this supplementing that this is all in the same shared universe? May- oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fast F, Fast X and Mission Impossible in the same universe. <laughs> the crossover you didn't know, just digitally edit both those movies together where it's like Fast X is happening this section and then this is happening yeah. and then fuck it, Jurassic World where they're also <laughs> yep. in Rome too. Was it Dominion or had that scene? I don't know if that was Rome. I think that was like a different. That might be like in Turkey or like Tunisia or something. <laughs> Almost similar architecture. Just digitally yeah. edit it in. Add some raptors in there. But yeah, but the uh, so the plot of Dead Reckoning Part One, um, which you find out in the first, I don't know, 10-15 minutes of the movie, is that there is a rogue AI called the Entity that is kind of like running rampant across cyberspace and like inter- infiltrating government agencies and like intelligence agencies and like no no one can control it but then there is there's these two keys that if you get both if you get both keys you can un- you can no one's sure what it unlocks but they they know it like whatever it unlocks will let them control the entity so so they're not sure like where where like the keys go to or what it does like where, where the like the the lock is but they do know that like if you get the keys then you can control like this entity which is like the most powerful cyber weapon ever devised like it'll let, whoever whoever controls the entity will basically like rule the world basically because you can like send it out to like infiltrate and destroy like anything you want cyber <laughs> digitally and then it can also it can like like impersonate people's voices and so like deep fake people and like erase data and like maybe like surveillance footage. So there's this whole thing of like the entities out there and then you can't trust any sort of digital, like you can't trust like radar or surveillance or uh, digital communications. So, so it's God's eye again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or it's like, or it's like slightly more benevolent Skynet, Skynet because it hasn't like gone like genocidal yet, but it's, it's like on the verge of going <laughs> genocidal. Cause it's like, it's like there's some sort of like master plan it's trying to do where it, but it's not really clear what it's trying to do yet. And so there's this whole thing, there's like this whole kind of fun thing where like people are like like the CIA is like is like forcing a bunch of people like like to 
hard copy their documents. Like there's like typewriters that people are typing up documents and they're switching back, going back to like CRTs and old satellites and analog like walkie talkies. So there's like to try like make sure the entity is the entity isn't listening or manipulating anything. And then the main villain, uh, who's played by Simon Morella is Gabriel. He's like the kind of like the the human like avatar of the, of the entity like he's working for the entity and like doing doing whatever the, it, like trying to like help get the entity's plan like whatever it is it, it, like in place wait is anything from the first few movies carrying over to this i mean is that a big spoiler well, I mean, I mean the, the main team that's been in like, the last few movies, so like Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, Rebecca Ferguson are back. Uh, and then also, also like Henry Zerny, who has not been seen, we haven't seen since the first movie, Kitridge, like he's back. Which is fun. Like he, Henry, Henry Zerny just like slips right back into Kitridge, like effortless, effortlessly. Like it's like the same, just like smarmy, like cocky, just hates Ethan. Like it's just, like super contempt for Ethan and everything he does. But like, He's like, well, you get, I hate you, but you get results. Damn it, Ethan. But obviously they go rogue. Like, obviously it's a Mission Bob's movie, so like Ethan and his team go rogue again. Because <laughs> they, they're 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 tasked with like getting like the keys and delivering to like the CIA, but then they they think that no one should have the keys, so they're kind of like they're like trying to get them for like and to like, keep them safe like away from everybody. Because like no, or destroy the entity because then no one should have the entity under their control because it's too powerful which, which i think might be like a kind of a plot kind of like uh kind of issue where it's like the entity is like too powerful a little bit maybe where it's just like it can like literally do anything like it's just any sort of like plot like mechanic you need it to do it'll do like it can you know it'll it'll impersonate someone's voice or it, it, it even goes so far as like it can predict with an algorithm what's going to happen so it's basically like telling the future so like people like like gabriel like is like i know what's going to happen ethan i've the entity's seen it it's it's already gonna, we, we know what you're gonna the choice you're gonna make so you, it doesn't matter what you do so that, that might be like a bit of like, like an issue of like it's it's like it might be like this, this mcguffin is like too powerful uh but i guess I, 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 We'll get the whole picture in part two, I guess. Like, I mean, it's obviously only part one, so maybe in part two we'll get like some sort of like <laughs> the whole picture of like what's ha- what's going on with it and what what like maybe the, some way to like negate it or something. But right right now it's basically like it's basically like digital god. It can just do whatever it wants. So it's a rogue AI. Yes. Which so so someone someone created it and then I I think one of the I can't remember it's one of the intelligence agencies made it or like. There was like a base version of it, but then it got it got loose and it started like going and it got loose onto the internet. And now it's just like out there. But then, wouldn't the best solution just make another AI that hunts that AI? I. <laughs> you know, like unless yeah. that AI convinces you know, it's basically just making, uh, like vision to the Ultron. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's another MacGuffin. So there's the keys, but there's another MacGuffin that if you find that, if you find the keys, you can you can get to this thing, and then that thing will let you control. Either you can either control, you take over the entity and like you control it, or you can destroy it. 
So that's going to be the big thing of like two is like who who's going to get to like the entity and like what are they going to do when they get to it. But yeah, but this this dead reckon part one is all about the keys. It's all, it's all about like we gotta find the like it's like this global hunt for the keys because like they uh, they know where one like Ethan and his team know where one piece is, but then they're trying to find the other piece, and then uh, Haley Atwell kind of factors in because she's a thief and she steals the key. Oh, she she's not like an agent. She's just no. A thief? Which 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 that's kind of the fun twist is like she's not a part of like this IMF espionage world. She's just she's just like a really good thief. So then she gets kind of like pulled in over her head of like, oh, now I'm in this like crazy IMF CIA espionage, like, you know, fighting car chases, which I, I, I'm not <laughs> like set up for. And I hate I want to get out of it as soon as I can. Wow. That did not see that come. And then that's, that's like the whole dynamic of being her and like Tom Cruise, because like, they're basically they're they're the co-stars. Like they're they're in like almost every scene together. Um and then she's like trying to like constantly trying to like get away or like like you know betraying him or like leaving him like handcuffed somewhere and trying to get trying to get out and then he's like finds her and gets the key back and then forcing to forcing her to work with them. Yeah, so, but so, it so, makes so, sense. Where, wait, wait. It's because she stole the one key and you're like, oh, your skills are good enough and now you're part of our team. We're forcing you to be part of our team. Well, I guess it's, they get into that too, where it's like everyone in the IMF. Uh, was sort of like a criminal, or they had got like, like ba- basically Ethan Hunt was like on his way to jail, and then it was like either you, you I re- like it, like Kit Ridge was like I recognize your skills, so it's like you can either go to jail or you can join IMF. <laughs> is there so a the, flashback, he, or it's just he says that? There, there's there's a flashback, and there's like ties like Gabriel has ties to like Ethan's past, like they have a history together that's revealed in this movie. Okay. Which I, I'm hoping, hopefully, there'll be more of that in the second one because it's kind of like they don't really get they they introduce it, but they don't really get into it a lot in this one. Oh, is it just super vague? It's, you, I mean, you see you see how they're how they're connected, but then they don't they don't really like get into it a lot, like of like what how did they know each other? Like why why did Gabriel do what he did to Ethan in the past? Like because I feel like secret brother wouldn't make any sense because no, it's, I, I don't, I don't like, think it's that no because Ethan already has a sister and. He he had uh, uh you know his parents because they were gonna take the farm they're framing him in the first movie if he didn't come out of hiding. But yeah, it's just like oh surprise, Ethan, you're my dad. Like wait what? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling. Hopefully we're gonna, like there's gonna be there's probably gonna be more like. Like in, hopefully more info about what like what Gabriel's deal is because he's 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 pretty he's pretty like in, en- enigmatic in this movie like he's kind of like mysterious and like you don't really get a lot of info about why he's doing what he's doing or uh like why he's like all like fully on board with the entity and like and like why he and Ethan ran to each other like had like this kind of like mysterious past together so hopefully hopefully they'll get into like more of that in the second one and then. Yeah, the other thing, like, hell yeah, it was great, but like, because they have to like do this whole like, it seems like she's very important to like this one and then probably this next one. So there's a, like they spend a lot ton of time with her, and then you kind of like the other other members like the like established members of the team kind of get pushed to the background a little bit. Like you know like Vic Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, they kind of like are not in it as much as like hell yeah, well, <laughs> and th- so that's that's a little disappointing. Like, they're still they're still around, but they're not, it's not like they're like. 
there's certain, there's certain points where like, they're just like disappear. It's just, and it's just Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell, like you know, like in a car chase in, in like uh, Rome or something. So, so if you're a fan of like the like the main team, it's a little disappointing because they're kind of like not in it as much as you would hope they would be. But overall, I mean, still, still great, like just great action. Um, all all, this, all the stuff you come to expect from like like the, the current Mission Impossible movies. There's you know there's crazy mass double crosses and heists, kind of like these heist setups, like. Here's here's the plan to get here's the, here's our plan here's how it's gonna go down and then it fails horribly and they have to figure out a new plan. I see. I will say, I I think it's like between this and like Dial of Destiny and I think even like Fast X and John Wick Chapter Four, there's all 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 of them are like close to three hours long, and then what they're doing seems like what they're doing is like they're like making these like super sized action sequences like because like especially like the, like the car chase in Rome and Dead Reckoning Part One is like probably at least like 30 minutes 40 minutes long it just and it just it just seems like it keeps going oh it's like non-stop yeah which which i mean i'll never say like oh less action please but it's also like at a certain point it just gets like almost like dulling or like it's just like you're like i don't know you just get like you get you get you get the gist of what they're doing and it's just sort of like can we move on to like the next thing maybe you want to get to the There's, next thing because like there's only like there's only so much like you know car chase stuff you can like it's like I love car chase but like I, I've seen like we've been in this car chase for like 30 minutes <laughs> so maybe something different now or something. Yeah, there's some some parts of action movies and I think 80s movies were doing that. They're all trying to be the bullet car chase sequence. Yeah, I think I, I wrote in my review, but I I think I would prefer like you know sh- short like. I think I prefer like sh- t- shorter action sequences that are with a, in a tighter movie. So like if this is like two hours long, perfect. Two and a half hours, I mean, there's definitely you, you definitely there's stuff you could cut in this to like get it down to like two hours or around there. Like I, I think of, John Wick does each segment as one nonstop different things really well. So three hours seem to be yeah. the perfect saga for it. And it, I don't and, see Mission Impossible needing to be a saga movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely you could trim a lot of stuff in here. There's like there's quite a bit of like exposition scenes of just like people like there's like there's like, this opening scene of us like like Henry Zerny is like explaining like the entity. And it's just like it's like it's all, it's just p- straight up exposition. It's just pure exposition. There's nothing else to the scene. Of Although, AI? Of how, how is AI that yeah. control? But it, I mean, there is some fun. There's some fun, fun stuff in this scene too, where like, uh, like Carrie Elway's in this movie as like the uh, like director of the intelligence for the United States. <laughs> and then there's some, there's a kind of fun meta commentary of like, he's because like it, like Harry's very like, like reveals that like IMF exists, and he's just like IMF. What does that stand for? And he's like Impossible Mission Force. He's like that's a stupid name. <laughs> like so tells like, him to the intelligence guy. Yeah, because because apparently like no one was aware of IMF except for Henry Zerny, who's like the director of IMF. They're like, wait, 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 wait. What hap- What about the last few directors? That's that's. <laughs> I'll try to figure it out too. Because like, is Henry Zerny is like what the like fifth fifth IMF director? I also feel like he was the CIA Cause was, director cause, first, wasn't he? Because wasn't it just wasn't it Fallout? Wasn't it like um like uh. Crap, no, what was it? Ghost Protocol. Angela Bassett, IMF, was it? No, Angela Bassett was a CIA director. director. 
and oh, I think Alec, Alec Baldwin was still around, but then he got killed in Fallout. So then he was the last IMF director. So then Henry Zinger must have stepped up and like I'm the, I'm the director now of IMF and the CIA. So no, Angela Alec Baldwin got killed in Rogue Nation. No, it, it, it was Fallout. I'm looking at the Fallout plot description right now. Alec Baldwin was got sh- killed in Fallout because like that was that was it was part of like when when like Henry Cavill got revealed as like the traitor and like he, he killed Alec Baldwin in, like the tunnels. Oh wait 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 that was Fallout. That was Fallout yeah. Okay. Because because Fallout was like because you had Rogue Nation and then like after they destroyed Rogue Nation like the people who were left after Rogue Nation the, the Rogue Nation became the syndicate for Fallout. Okay. See I don't know why you call it Fallout if like that wasn't really what happened or there's no project called Fallout was it or was it called Project Fallout too? I think it was Fallout because it was like they were like gonna detonate nuclear weapons across the the globe. They had like a, they had stolen like a bunch of nu- uh, nukes that they were gonna like detonate uh, like and destroy the planet basically. Gotcha. God, it's it's a little weird to to think about the plot lines that the villains keep trying because I think Ghost Protocol was the only one where the villains' plan worked in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it had also the villain that did the most work, like the, the lead. <laughs> yeah, he was, lead yeah, he guy was, did everything. He was on the ground. He had like he had like two henchmen, and it was that was just, it was mostly just him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think if if you if you like if you like Mission Possible, like definitely Dead Reckoning, you're you're gonna get exact, you're gonna get like most of the, pretty much what you expect from it. It's fun. A little long, but like uh, most of the movies this summer have been kind of too long but i think this this one's definitely the pa- pacing wise it, it definitely feels like not as long as like dial destiny like i liked it but like it did, definitely felt like it toward the middle was like wow this is like <laughs> dragging a bit and the dead recommended one doesn't like that never feels like it's dragging it just feels like wow this is, we've been here for a while i mean i'm still entertained but it's, it's like we're, it's, we're still going but yeah so i saw that um, I also saw, I finally saw Sisu, speaking of action mm. movies, uh, which I thought was pretty fun. Uh, definitely, it's like, it's like John Wick mixed with like Inglorious Bastards. Because there's a lot of that, a lot of that like, kind of like over the top John Wick, like kind of like brutal action, but like also like the Inglorious Bastards kind of like heightened World War II stuff going on. I I do love that he like that um like Atami like the main character gets like he gets like a John Wick style like uh <laughs> they they find out like his like backstory and then there's this whole like the whole like John Wick backstory of like oh he's a one man death squad he he killed like 300 Russians he's like they call him like whatever like the, the, the immortal like you, yeah, you yeah. can't kill him like did you uh did you appreciate how little he talks he just yes. he never really talks until the end but it's this like he is supposed to be this like just like unyielding determination where the beginning movie seems like it's just like it's going to be him against all these crazy situations where he walks away unharmed but he should have been dead three times by the middle of the movie just by oh, just injury wise yeah like spoilers when he gets hanged like he's 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 up there for for like hours it seems like and then he's like he's like somehow managed to like like survive getting hanged and then like 
gets himself like unhooked from the from the noose. Mm-hmm. But it's not like but it's not like he you know like grabbed like the noose and like or was holding himself up. Like he was just dangling there for who knows how long. And he's just like then he just like snaps back to life and is just like I'm back. I'm gonna kill these these like, guys who like landed their plane nearby. So that's that, I mean there's some parts I can forgive it. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's all. It's I mean, it's, it's super heightened. I mean, it's not. It's not supposed to be like realistic at all. Like, it's, it's like a very the like violence crazy. Is, is like is is uh realistic. It's very brutal. Yeah. But it's a. It's almost like a comedy, just because the um, the, the way the villains get killed is funny. Yes, like they they, they, they the guy gets thrown out of the truck and then gets thrown over by a tank and then there's that one like the scene like the minefield where like like where um like a time he, like he like throws mines at them he's like digs up a mine and just throws it at him just so casually and then and also and also he, just some cool like creative stuff like when he is like killing those guys underwater like sucking the air out of their throats yep really brutal uh I mean I watched that in a Adobe quality theater and just hearing the bombs and the grunts and stuff is an experience i'll tell you that mm-hmm. but yeah super fun uh and that that one is is like 90 minutes that's very efficient tight 90, minutes. <laughs> yeah, tight 90 minutes you get exactly what you want from it i appreciate the downtime when he's not killing it's a lot of scenery and world building and atmosphere i guess atmosphere shots just yeah. because it's usually him in a big wide shot, uh, either in pain or digging or um, well, it's hanging. Also, it's also it's like a setting that you don't really like. You don't really get a lot of like Finland in like World War Two, when like what was going on there in a lot of movies. Because because they were they were in like they they had their own like totally different situation going on there where the like. Like they were, they like they were like started out fighting it like with like with the Germans, and then they like had they signed a deal with like the Soviets, and then the Soviets like you, well you have to you gotta kill all this you gotta get the Nazis out of there. Mhm. And then we'll help you get rid of the Germans. Yeah. And then. In the and the Germans were doing like their scorcher, like just mines, just destroying every single village in Finland, basically. Mhm. Mhm. Uh... What did you think about the main villain? Because I feel like it was, he was evil, but he was sort of not like on a fistfight level. Like it, it reminded me of like John Wick, the first movie where the main <laughs> villain could not yeah. really win in a one-on-one fight with, mm-hmm. with the main hero. It's just like, all right, like after you fought your way, got into this level now it's the fight yeah they, they definitely could have either made him more like physically imposing or had like another like henchman who's just like this like you know crazy buff like just yeah, like, yeah. Like, like like the guy like like the guy from like raiders of the lost ark or something like yeah they didn't have that yeah it was just like these like kind of normal looking like german guys but yeah i mean i mean as i'm saying like it starts realistic where there wouldn't be a bodybuilder on their team but the guy is just a conniving, greedy dude. But yeah, but given like how crazy it gets and like just like the overall tone, like it, it having like, having like a, like a like a crazy 
just like giant <laughs> like Nazi that it's like the main like final boss or something would have been like totally in line with like what they're going for here. Yeah. Because even at the end where he's getting whipped in the face mm-hmm. by a chain. Yeah. That that was brutal. After, um, after, after he boards a plane by like slamming his like knife into it to like pickaxe to like attach himself to the plane from a motorcycle. Yeah, I think the movie's problem is that it just didn't ring. It didn't have good marketing. It like it didn't tell no story, so it just told action sequences, which worked for us. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely gonna be a cult movie that I think when it came to streaming, people were like, "Holy shit, it's a good movie." Like when it when it came to digital, so when it comes yeah. to just streaming, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck? How do we miss this?" But that's the problem with any like Finnish movie. Even um, the Dangerous Hunt was like that. The one with like Samuel Jackson. Big, oh, Big Game. That was the, Big Game. That was that was the movie they made. I think they made right before this. Like uh, the director. No, no. Before that was um, he made that. Then he made that Express movie. The one where it's like the holiday one where they hunt down like monsters and stuff. Well, there was. I think. I think he did. He did rare exports. Rare exports. There's that was, three rare exports. Well, there's there's a series. Oh, I guess there was. There, I think there was a couple of short films in that series. But like the the main the main movie was like the first one. That, like that was a, that was like the fir- his first big movie. And they did Big Game, and they did Sisu. So the, the, that's been his like three like feature films so far, for wow. uh, Jomari Helander. And he did a TV show called Perfect Commando. I mean, he knows his, uh, what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having, having seen all three, uh, Rare Sports Big Game and this, I think this is definitely my favorite one of his so far. I mean, Big Big Game was pretty fun, but like this this one is just like, yeah, that, like on next level of like the violence and like the tone and just like the, the way it looks and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've seen uh, the Big Game, and it's more fun character development and scenery shots mm-hmm. but this is like what if we take that same comedy and tone and just actually add a shitload of gore and it works yeah and then and yeah and Jorba Tamila too is just like a gr- just great just like like you know you say like no dialogue but you, you can tell exactly what he's thinking you like he's just so expressive with his face so that every scene mm-hmm. it was like you know like just, just, just a, like silent badass, just like murdering. <laughs> when, when he when he fully just switches into like killing mode, you're just like, oh yeah, this guy. I I, I totally believe this guy killed like 300 Soviets or whatever, 300 Russians or whatever they say he did. I was like, with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I saw that, and then the last thing I saw is I saw the premiere of Justified: Steve Primeval, The Return of Leon Givens. <laughs> Which it's gonna be uh, an eight episode uh, limited series, and yeah, Justified is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I was I'm I was super excited that it was gonna be back. I didn't like I don't think I'm expected to like ever come. I it kind of ended in like a really like great way, like the main series. So it's just like I think that was like, everyone was like, well that's all we get. That's fine. Like it did like a like in a really great way. But yeah, but it is back. Um, based based on a an Elmore Leonard book that. Did not have Raylan in it, but they just added Raylan into it. <laughs> it's like because it was like a, just like a different character in it, and then they're like, "We'll make it the Raylan. universe." But then they just said it's it's Raylan Givens this time. I don't I don't know if all I don't know if all the Elmer Leonard books are in the same universe, but it was 
it was a different it was it was one of his like you know crime novels and then uh but it, it wasn't like a because he's written a bunch of like Raylan books um and then they just like they took the main storyline of the of city primeval and then uh just made the character <laughs> Raylan the main, main like detective in it Raylan and not whoever it was gotcha but yeah it's but yeah Timothy Alvin's back um he's in Detroit now um and he gets he kind of gets roped into like this uh hunt for we're trying to take down uh Clement Manzel who's the Oklahoma wild man it's played by Boyd Holbrook who's like super violent super ruthless criminal he for the first episode he kills like a like a judge and is also like up to like other he's got some sort of like planned emotion he's he's trying to like rob people and like he's whole string of crimes behind him and you know the railing and like he's this is a team there's like a police detective he's working with that wants to try to take him down um but he also has like his daughter with him like Rail has his, his, his like 15 year old daughter because he was, he was trying to drop her off at like a camp or something on because the, they're on like kind of like a road trip and then he gets got roped into like this like going to detroit and then like he's now he's stuck in detroit with his daughter because they missed like getting her to camp on time so now she's like it's like yes they don't tell don't go anywhere i gotta i gotta I'm working, but let's stay here. And of course, she and of course she like disobeys him and he's like wandering around Detroit and like getting the mischief. Like Detroit's already a tough city, and she's like a country girl, and she's just like, yeah, I don't listen to my sheriff father or Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, she, she's played like uh, Timothy Elephant's like actual daughter, like Vivian Elephant. So they have obviously they have like really great chemistry because they're father daughter in real life. So. And then, yeah, Boyd Holbrook is just fantastic. Like, he's just a fantastic villain. Like, I think I think I mentioned when I was talking about Nia Jones earlier, or a couple weeks ago, where, like, he was, like, the, like, main henchman to, like, Mads Mikkelsen, but he didn't really get to, he, he didn't really get to be fully unleashed in Dial Destiny. He is fully unleashed here. He is off the, like, just off the leash, crazy, like, but also, like, really charming, but, like, crazy, like, and, like, so it's like he'll he'll show up and he's like kind of like it's like oh this guy's kind of cool and then he like just like murder someone <laughs> it's like oh, okay like well, did you told- you haven't seen Sandman yet have you no not yet so Boyd Holbrook is essentially the same character except he's way creepier in Sandman he's a serial killer in Sandman he's supposed to be the like an like an evil representation of humanity yeah. And he goes around and kind of just brings out the worst of people, and he murders them. Mm-hmm. But there is a big thing uh, about this that just carries over, you know? It's just he has a look about being a charming, attractive killer. You know, if he just wasn't yeah. any of those things, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, he's very charismatic, but also, like, sadistic. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And, yeah, just just a great, like feel like antagonist for Rayo to go up against i mean it remains, remains it's only been two episodes it remains like i don't know if he's gonna like reach like you know walton goggins level because goggins is like god level unjustified but he he seems like he's first episode he seems like a, a really great villain like definitely one of the best like justified villains so far just there hasn't been another cowboy villain has there well they really they were I mean, you had you had Boyd for like the whole show, and then they had they had to kind of like the the different like each season had like new villain. Like you had like uh Margaret Martindale for season two, and like Neil McDonough showed up, and then 
but like, yeah, but uh, and then, yeah, just uh, and like a lot of them were kind of like it's like it was like other they were like from different areas of like, like uh, the Hollers of Kentucky or like Harlan is like, you know, he had like uh, like McHealthy Williamson was like in season three he was like the like the like, like the the barbecue guy who's also like a like the crime boss and from like a different area than like Raylan grew up in. Because like Raylan grew up in like the one part of Harlan, but then like there was like other other areas of Harlan that had like other like cr- like crime going on. And then you had like they had like like the Dixie Mafia and like the actual mafia and like. But yeah, so far so far for Super Mario though, it's just Boyd Holbrook. It's 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 basically it's like kind of like it's like basically like a one on one Raylan versus Boyd Holbrook. Like. <laughs> gotcha. And definitely, definitely an interesting change of pace too, because it's very urban. I was like, like justified. It was like, you know, all the backwoods of Kentucky for a lot of it. So it's just, it's just a change of pace and just like seeing like, you know, Raylan is like in his like cowboy hat and his like cowboy attitude in like, like Detroit, <laughs> like, and like running up to like, you know, like Detroit cops and Detroit lawyers and stuff. There's, There's like Detroit cops too that he has to justify. Not not really not really like corrupt cops yet, but there's like a one of the other main ca- new characters like is like this defense attorney who's like is like constantly like kind of like like she's she's like representing like all she's like representing like Boyd Holbrook and like these other like criminals and kind of like interfering and like running interference for like on rail and, and like stopping you from like investigating like it's like don't hassle my client or I'm taking or like I'm gonna put like a restraining order on you or like take you to court like 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 unless you have evidence like stay away from him, don't talk to him. And they have like there's like a really full, like uh really like when he first gets to Troy he's like go to like, he has to like go to court and then like he like gets to like this like like argument with like the lawyer <laughs> and she's like because he he does, he does like his like typical Rayla thing of like she like kind of like beating out some like you know country justice on these like guys that like ran into him like they basically try to like hijack him on the way to like Detroit and he, like, he arrested and brought them to Detroit mm-hmm. and then. So he like threatened to like throw him in the trunk and like <laughs> like doing his like usual like railing like you know like tough country thing on him and then like because of that like um this defense attorney is like my 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 client was harassed by like Marshall Givens and then and then like we went, we got the cartridge dropped and then so it's like they got off to like a really bad <laughs> on the bad foot because like she's she's not like taking Raylan's like country <laughs> Kentucky justice. Uh, well, so, and, it, and also like like Keith David is like uh, is like uh one of the judges and like uh, when he showed up I'm like Keith David's on the show what <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I did not know that. I they just kept pointing that. Like, I I believe they want to keep the the story is sort of a mystery because they don't want to reveal all the all-star cast just so soon. Yeah. I will say it's a little, it's, I think it's going to take a little bit. Cause like, um, just getting used to new characters. So it's, it's like, besides like Raylan, it's like just a totally new cast. Like there's no, no one else like comes back from the main series. And that's the main unfortunate. Series, yeah. The, Cause the main series has so much, so many, like outside like Goggins, they had like, there's like, like all, all the, like, the other marshals were so great. Like, and just like all the other like colorful characters, that showed up were great. 
so I, I definitely miss like even like the, like the like the other, like the rest of like the marshal team like there's like you know like tim who's like the like the sniper marshal and uh-huh. he, who was just like just like the master just like deadpan like whatever Raylan like said or like did is just like tim was just like reacting was just like the, like the most like deadpan just like i don't i don't give a crap like i'm not impressed at all with what you're doing And then like there's like then like Rachel who's like like the super like by the books like constantly just like running into like like just going up against Raylan of like uh I don't think we should be doing it this way and, he's, and then and then and I was like whatever I don't care but yeah if I mean if, if but yeah if if you like justified I mean Timothy Alphine is just like awesome as as he was in Justified, the main series. It's got the same kind of style and tone to it, so I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna watch all like watch the whole thing. And I don't I don't know if I don't I mean it's so it's so kind of like cut off from the main series. I think you could probably, you could probably just jump in if you like you even if you haven't seen Justified, you could probably just jump in and watch this. But I mean Justified's so good, you should probably just, you should probably go watch Justified first and then watch this. If you haven't seen it, and it's 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 all on Hulu. I mean, Justified and Super Just, Evil are on Hulu, so yeah, it's no excuse to just jump into this then. Yeah, Justified is like top, like up there with like you know Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Americans for me. Like it was it was just such an awesome show. But uh, yeah, that's, that's gonna do it for me this week. So we we'll wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to the site. We've got all of our usual news, trailers, features. Um, I got a review of Mission Possible. I also have a review of the new uh, Michael Jai White movie, The Island, that comes out. If you're hearing this, it's actually out in theaters and on demand and on digital right now. You can check out both those out. Uh, and I'm sure if, if anything big comes out of Comic Con, like trailers or any sort of big news, we'll have it on the site and. And we'll definitely talk about it next week probably as well. And uh, what we're gonna have a co- next week also is when our uh, the Rocketeer commentary is going up, so you can head back to the site, check out our commentary for the Rocketeer. We watched that uh, '90s classic. And I believe we're also gonna have our July game box up soon, so you can check out what games we played over the last month or so here. Yeah, 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 all that, all that on uh, the site. So head over to FNX.com and check all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.